For my scheme makers, my dream chasers trying to make it. Trust you, God, to hold on to faith and be patient. I know you're trying to get to the days of elation, and all those obstacles in your way won't delay it. Hey everyone, we're Lloyd and Mandy, and you're listening to the Escape Society podcast, where we aim to inspire you to escape the norms of society and live life on your own terms. look around and I can see some people just even conversations with some of my mates who are like they're aware that they don't like what they're doing but they're not aware that they don't have to do it yeah yeah and I'm not sure if it was because of psychedelics or just I have an innate desire to rebel against you know social norms why I managed to escape it but we're all capable of, of doing what we love and living off of it. I just, I, I guess I got lucky. I don't know. Find what you like, and I yeah. promise you there's a way to make money doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey guys, Mandy here. Welcome back to the Escape Society podcast. On this week's podcast, we had the honor of interviewing Ellie Iser. He is a London-born, Auckland-raised singer, songwriter, and rapper. He has an admirable work ethic and an incredible story of how he got started doing music full-time. His story involves making money as a young teen gambling on RuneScape, and he also has a really incredible story of a life-changing mushroom trip that helped lead him to where he is today. Eliezer is actually currently releasing a new song every week, and anyone without much dedication and drive deserves their space at the top. We're really excited about this interview. We hope you guys enjoy it. And if you do, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. How long have you been doing jujitsu for? Mate, I started about a month ago. <laughs> nice. So, How are you? I'm, I'm loving it. Like, I'm addicted to it already. But um, it's just survival at the moment, you know? Like, <laughs> trying not to get choked out. Um, yeah, just trying to learn the basics. It's, yeah, I remember... I just kind of felt like a bag of sand at the start, eh? Hey? Yeah, and like already had a few injuries. Like I want my, the plan was to go every day, but then you go and you get like hurt your back or your elbow or something. So you got to rest up, which is a bit frustrating. But yeah, uh, I think part of it is learning how to not get injured and actually like use the right movements and that sort of shit. So hundred percent, man. I I actually broke my back doing nogi last year. Oh, yeah? Like three months into my jiu-jitsu journey. Yeah. So definitely oh take care of your body. Don't push yourself too hard. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't. <laughs> Strengthen the core. The core, like, is everything. Yeah, that's probably um my weakest point, you know. So, but yeah, I'm loving it. You still do MMA? Yeah, so I actually got back into it a um, month and a bit ago now and um, full force on the jiu-jitsu uh, kickboxing and MMA, I love it. It's so addictive. Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Um, well, we'll jump right into it, mate. We first, firstly, like the reason we wanted to get you on is obviously because we love your music, um, you. especially Alchemy, which we've used yeah. um, as our podcast intro and we've used it on our YouTube videos and 
and I run to it in the morning and it's like my pump up song. I absolutely adore it. It's we, so good. We fucking love it. And um, yeah, we watched Amazing. your, I guess, would you call it the mini documentary, the interview you did on YouTube a little while ago? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. And a lot of what you're talking about just really resonated with us. So we yeah. wanted to ask you some questions, man. Like, um, first of all, How'd you get started in music? Um, honestly, it was just from writing heaps. So when I was a kid, I did heaps of poetry just for fun. And I remember when I was like 12 or 13, I got a guitar. And the first thing I started to do wasn't to learn how to play guitar, but was I tried to make a song. So I would just write like terrible chords um, and then like make lyrics over that. So that was probably the foundation was just the poetry and like a little bit of songwriting yeah and then when i was 17 i started writing raps over like my favorite rappers beats on youtube like i'd look up like the instrumental for it and would just like vent and just spill my mind onto the paper and yeah. that into songwriting almost every day after about a year of doing that and then here we are now. <laughs> yeah. Is um is your family quite musical? Did you get that from them, or is it just your own no, thing? No. <laughs> my brother, my brother okay. is. Um, but my parents like we didn't really grow up with too much music in the house or anything like that. Um, my parents did always try to get us to play instruments, but nothing really ever landed with me like writing did. Yeah. Um, yeah, my brother is like killer on the guitar. That's about yeah, the extent cool. of it. Though. Right. Yeah. So you're from England originally and you yep, moved to New right. Zealand. Yep. You did a stint in Canada. Is that right? I did. Yeah. I've been a couple of times, but I did like eight months in 2018. Yeah. And yeah. I think I remember you talking about on the interview that we watched um, a mushroom trip that sort of changed things for you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you love a bit of mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm actually from Canada, so I can really um, relate to that, the mushrooms. And in your little mini documentary as well, you mentioned about like weed being legal and that getting a little bit out of hand. And um, for me, actually, with us moving to Bali has been a bit of a blessing with all of that stuff being very illegal because I had to had to cut myself off as well. So I, that really resonated yeah. with me when you said that. <laughs> yeah. So have you, have you had mushroom trips? I haven't mushrooms, yeah. but Lord yeah, has. but like <laughs> I've had them in not so much of a controlled, like just as partying, you know what I mean? Like when you're drinking and having mushroom trips, I'd like to do it properly where I actually just sit down and just have a proper mushroom trip. Um, but yeah, I've only really partied on mushrooms, had fun with it, but um, I wouldn't say I've had a proper one. Uh, no, can you tell us what that experience was sort of like? Like you said, it was sort of a change of life moment. Yeah, it's really hard to explain. Um, my my like most impactful trip, I actually took it with the intention of partying, and then it just got so intense, and I got so like, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it felt like everything was communicating to me. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was like my subconscious mind was leaking into my interpretation of reality, so I was kind of seeing how I was interpreting reality manifest in lifetime. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just was 
like in a purely observational state, I think I tripped for six hours and said like three things. Wow. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I was actually with 15 other people at the time as well. So it was just like so much shit going on at once. And it was just like, from observing the way people were interacting with each other and the way I was interpreting all the interactions, I kind of started to understand a little more about myself and about how other people interact with each other. And then I would go into thought trains of like reflecting on my life and the things that had happened to me in my past. And it just let me see everything from, I wouldn't say objective perspective, because I don't know if that's even possible, but from like a completely new perspective that took away a lot of my labels and preconceived ideas okay yeah so is that sort of what brought on because you seem to be quite a spiritual person now um have you always been spiritual or is that what sort of like triggered like somewhat of an awakening or like a dark night of the soul type thing yeah I'd I'd say so I I grew up religious so there was always like the foundation of there is a higher power um but when I moved to New Zealand it sort of went away and I'm Jewish so I was like one of the only Jews in my high school and stuff like that. So, and there's such a small Jewish community here that we kind of fell out of touch with religion, but I always kind of felt like there might be something more. And then I just honestly trying to make sense of all of what had happened. Yeah. I could, we could do the whole podcast on just that one trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, trying to understand how all of that was possible led me down to a spiritual route. Yeah. Okay. And is that sort of where the importance of one, one, one comes from? Like I'm, I've, this is sort of all new to me, but it, it's something that resonates with me as well. Is that where you often mention the importance of one, 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 does that sort of where that was triggered after the mushroom trip and moving on that or. Yeah. All around sort of the same time. It was maybe because yeah. I was, it was actually during my withdrawals where I started to really see one, one, one everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Um, like a few months after my first trip, and I'd had a, a couple other trips. Um, and it sort of just kept showing itself to me in all these different ways and in like important moments. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you're aware of the, the concept of synchronicities. Here we are. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, we follow uh, it pretty. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of another reason. That's something yeah. that resonated with us. Yeah. Do you guys have like a specific synchronicity that you have or is it just? Um, just reoccurring numbers. So I kind of know the reason, like the the message that each reoccurring number has. And when I do see it, it always applies to whatever I need to hear in that moment. So whether it's like triple four or, you know, triple one, same thing. It's always something that can bring peace of mind because it's giving me the message that I need in that moment. And um, I sort of pass that on to Lloyd. And it's been something that's helped us when you're not sure you're going down the right path or you're not sure you're making the right decision. It's like, gives you that peace of mind. Like, okay, I do have to do this right now. So. Yeah. It's a, it's a strange thing to sort of explain to people. (laughs) sound crazy. If they don't sort of know what you're talking about. And when it happens, yeah, I always just sort of look up, okay, what does this mean? I'm seeing this all the time. And it always feels like it relates to what I'm going through. So what does one, one, one mean specifically? For me, it was around spiritual awakening and manifestation. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just around the time where I first embarked on my spiritual journey and I was making all these life-changing decisions. And it, you question yourself a lot when, you're, when your reality is changing so 
yeah. quickly, like dropping out of university, quitting my job, starting to make music, also going to a new country, just all of this madness, everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like, am I making the right decisions here? Am I on the right path? And then yeah, at crucial moments would just pop up, and I'd be like, yeah, I'm good. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah we totally, that. we yeah. totally get that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's, it's tough to explain for people who haven't personally experienced it in their life, but yeah, um, Mandy went through it um really heavily last year, and it sort of started with the book, The Four Agreements. Have you read The Four Agreements? Yeah, I love that. I knew you would have. Yeah, 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 we thought you had. We, we saw like we saw that you put together the alchemy was from the alchemist and I've read the alchemist as well. And um, after that, I was like, Oh my God, like, that's why the lyrics are like, I get it now. Like it finally clicked yeah. for me. And I'm like, why didn't I make that connection awesome. prior? But um, yeah, the four agreements and the, uh, the alchemist read it at the same time, but the four agreements is what um, really triggered mine really heavily. Yeah. Just that, like that mind shift. So for you, was it like, I know it's a little bit about in, um, embracing the journey rather than just always focusing on the goal. Is that sort of what it's about? Yeah, that honestly took a while to get to that point. There was so long in my along my journey where I was so fixated on the destination. Yeah, I'm not even sure when it clicked in my mind, but there was a moment where I sat there and I was like, "This is the dream. The dream isn't like the accolades and." you know, blowing up or whatever, whatever you attach your ego to. Yeah. The dream is just the whole experience. And I, I feel like once I get to that place, I'd be so desperate to spend another day with the anonymity and just the sitting in this room with my headphones on, like grinding away, losing myself in the music. You know, that's, that's the real, yeah. the real beautiful thing. Yeah. Doing what you love every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's all that matters. So, yeah. So you putting you're putting out at the moment you're doing one song a week is that right? Yeah. And how does that process work? Like, what does a normal week <laughs> yeah, look like for so you? Because like that, I reckon that's an awesome way to go about it. Like just pumping out music while you've got it flowing. Like, how does that work though? Do you have a set structure from day to day, or there's like touching points? So every Monday at I've got a team now, thankfully, or else I don't think I'd be able to do the song a week. Yeah. But every Monday the team gets together and we do a mastermind meeting, which is from the book Think and Grow Rich. Um, where you basically just like put a bunch of minds together to focus on a common goal. And you just the energy like one plus one equals three when you're working onto the same goal. Yeah. So okay. every Monday we meet, brainstorm ideas, things that we want to get done for the next week, things that we've done the week that passed just give advice to each other, give opinions, uh, come up with ideas. Sometimes we just talk shitty banter for 15 minutes and talk about <laughs> our week. and it just makes everyone feel, feel good and feel heard. And then they're yeah. raring to go for the next week, you know? Um, and then throughout the week, it's just like, I freestyle life at this point. So if I want to write, I'll write. If I want to mix, I'll mix. I've got like things that I know I need to get done in the week, but like, Sometimes I'll save all the admin for the last day and sometimes I just smash it out on the first day and then just create for the next, you know, six days. It's, it's all over the place. But yeah, right. well, yeah. it does get done. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's great. 
Um, yeah, we thought that was um, really interesting because I guess with us, with doing YouTube, we've just seen the importance of consistency yeah. and pumping yeah. stuff out at the beginning and obviously laying down that foundation for like, if you do want to yeah. eventually have a passive like income or something that is going to be big in the long run, you got to do a lot of work up front and not get paid for it <laughs> or not make too much <laughs> money. Um, so we did really appreciate, and we think you're doing like definitely the right thing from a digital marketers um, standpoint. Um, and especially like having Shaden reach out to us and ask yeah. to put the music onto our videos. We thought that was just yeah, that so was... smart. We were like, why isn't every small artist asking to do this? Because obviously we need the music for our videos. And now we we like we listen to your song all the time, and it's getting these consistent like you know listens. So um, yeah, really good management on <laughs> on Shaden's part as that well. That was an idea from the mastermind meeting. We were just I don't know one day, these ideas just come to you if you sit down and spend the time coming up with ideas. It'll it'll come to you. Yeah. yeah. What about you guys? How do you how do you structure and, and plan for your content release? We pretty much it's not too different. We sit no. down on Sundays. Yeah. Because. By Friday, we're a little bit burnt out and Saturday, we kind of have the day off. And then Sunday, we're like, fucking, we're ready to let's go. get back at it and let's plan out what we're going to do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And that's as far as we go, really. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've got a schedule as far as like Sundays for us is the best day to put out a video. So that's just a no-brainer. We have to do that every Sunday. And we'll usually plan what we're going to put out and then – We'll try and throw something else in midweek usually, depending yeah. on what else we're working on. But we're pretty new at this. We've only been doing this for about four months. So mm -hmm. it's like a lot of just putting shit out there and seeing what works and then yeah. doubling down on that, which you probably understand as well. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. You just got to throw stuff at the dartboard and eventually you'll hit a bullseye. Yeah, I feel like you sort of just got to gather data, you know, off people. Yeah, 100%. By, by putting you stuff out. No. No, I, the, the vlogs are sort of like my masterpiece. I like the whole process yeah. of putting together more of like a story, but I do edit yeah. it with TikTok sort of editing style in mind because it, it keeps people's um, attention spans because everyone's got like a goldfish sort of attention span on YouTube. Um, but yeah, I really like the longer videos. I like telling the story, um, incorporating the music. It's sort of a more of an experience for me. Um, mm. I don't love TikTok. I think it's, you know, it's fun and hokey, but longevity wise, I think YouTube is just such a better investment for our time. Yeah. Um, but mm. maybe further on down the track, we'll get someone to go back and take our existing content and create more TikToks out of it. But I, we just really don't have the time. Have you had much success on TikTok? Well, it's funny you say that. That's literally like my thoughts exactly. I prefer to give my time and energy to the music. Yeah. And I've had Shaden for like the past year and a bit being like, we've got to get on TikTok, bro. You've got to start putting out TikToks. And now we've finally got so much content that we're almost recycling it and chopping it up and presenting it in a way that's more digestible for TikTok. That way yeah. I don't need to yeah. you know, spend all this time that I could be making music, making TikToks. And it's just stuff to hopefully get some new ears and some new eyes onto the music. So... Another thing I wanted to ask was about, like, you created your own label or your own basically mm -hmm. business that is the label and encompasses everything. Um, mm. Do you think that these days, like, maybe artists don't, like, need to worry about, like, 
sitting around waiting getting to get signed to a label. Like you can just go out and make your own shit and do your own thing. 100%, bro. I think in this day and age with the internet, there's so much information available. It's not really oh. gatekept like it is back at, like it was back in the day. Yeah. So you can you can distribute your music onto all of the platforms at like a click of a button. Yeah. And some people are paying for giving distributors 25% of their income to do what takes five minutes by myself. It's just that people aren't aware that you can do all of this. And yeah. the artist that I quite respect and I'm kind of following their blueprint is Russ. And he, he showed that if you're just consistent and you have good music and you can market it and brand it effectively, essentially you can be your own label and people will find you in all different ways, uh, like from podcasts or vlogs or whatever. Like you don't yeah. need to have a label to push you anymore yeah. with the internet. And have you had much success? Like, would you say you're, your downloads and your listens are sort of gradually growing or are they growing consistently? With the song a week, absolutely. With yeah. Only ever when I was being consistent. Yeah. Yeah, that seems to be the recipe. <laughs> yeah, for real. Especially in, in this day and age where everything's so driven by the algorithm, you want to just constantly feed it. And yeah. if you build a catalogue of content, then all it takes is one thing to pop off and then everything else is going to grow through through that as well. Yeah, yeah, we've seen little versions of that happen with our YouTube yeah, channel as well. Like sure. we'll put a video out which for no reason will just go off and every other video goes off as well because I think people yeah. are just going down the funnel and watching everything. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Do you, do you think that, um, so from your documentary that we watched, you mentioned that you learned how to gamble on RuneScape. <laughs> and yeah, I I, <laughs> I played RuneScape when I was oh, probably no like way. 10. Yeah. She oh had my to God. tell me what it was. Yeah, I, I had to idea. tell him what it was. Um, but so I thought that was so funny when, when Lloyd showed me that. Um, but do you think yeah. that maybe some of the skills that you learned back then about making money online and like even promoting yourself from creating mm. this online RuneScape casino has applied to what you're doing now? I'm sure I like I definitely learned a lot from it and it's ingrained in my person now. Uh mostly I think it's just that you can make money doing anything. Like that That's was right. that was the biggest takeaway. I was like, wait, I'm playing video games and I'm making this kind of money. Like <laughs> my friends are gonna get paper outs and stuff, and I'm sitting here like, <laughs> what are you up to, bro? Just play RuneScape, you know? So that's so funny yeah that's great i think you said that you bought a plane ticket to canada with the money you made from runescape when you were like 16 or something is that right yeah i had a real good weekend and i was like (laughs) just wanted to celebrate yeah oh that's so good see and that's sort of the purpose of our podcast is also just to explain to people that you can make money online and it's not this Mm. um scam that a lot of people think that you know we're scammers or something Mm. like that but there are so many different niches and avenues that you can make money online and not have Mm. to live a traditional lifestyle uh but yours is definitely probably the most uh niche (laughs) (laughs) and but like also like you said before there's like so much information out there that if you want to figure out how to do something there's really no excuse now to not know how to do it absolutely and the yeah. thing is, I, I wouldn't 
tell the listeners to go and try and be RuneScape gamblers. Uh, <laughs> find, find what you like. And I yeah. promise you there's a way to make money doing it. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome. So you went to university. Did you say you dropped out of university or you yeah, finished yeah. university? No, I did a year and a half before I dropped out. How close were you to being like a accountant sort of <laughs> business stiff? It was looking bad for a little while, but, <laughs> yeah. but I, honestly, looking back, I don't think I ever would have gone through with it because I just, I was just hating it, you know? Like, I don't yeah. know how long I could stay doing something that I, I knew deep down wasn't for me. Yeah, soul crushing. I'm not, I'm not sure. It, it is, but I look around and I can see some people, just even conversations with some of my mates who are like, they're aware that they don't like what they're doing, but they're not aware that they don't have to do it. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure if it was because of psychedelics or just I have an innate uh, desire to rebel against, you know, social norms, why I managed to escape it. But we're all capable of, of doing what we love and living off of it. I just, I, I guess I got lucky. I don't know. Yeah, we feel very much the same. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think maybe it's a combination. I think there's probably something in your brain that's wired a certain way and then something will happen, you'll cross paths with somebody or go somewhere mm-hmm. and that just triggers something. That's what happened to us. Yeah, um, that's right. Medium. And it's like you open this um, this door and once you walk through it, you can't walk back, you know what I mean? 100%. And I yeah. also think that only happens when you're ready for it to happen as well. I think that opportunity is always there. It's just it only really flourishes once you're you're open to it. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense? Like, yeah. like the master only appears when the student is ready kind of. Yeah, idea. absolutely. Yeah. 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 Cool. Tell us about your time in Canada because, yeah, Mandy's from Canada. We met in Canada. Yeah. Um, awesome. I thought, yeah. I thought that was pretty cool that you – did a little stint over there. How long were you there for? Yeah. I've been there a few times. My longest stint was in 2018. I think I was there for seven or eight months. Um, I was living with my now producer and best friend who I actually started gambling on RuneScape with. We kind yeah. of just like did everything <laughs> together. And so um, <laughs> I was like, I had I'd been there a couple of times and made friends there who were making music. Yeah. So it wasn't even to go and make music with him. It was to make music with the friends that I'd made the last time I was there. Um, and so I went there and lived in his garage for seven months, just like on a bed that was stacked on a pile of boxes. Yeah. Awesome. Just recorded in his mate's closet and then eventually evolved into his dad's closet because it had better acoustics. Oh, yeah. nice. Um, and whereabouts <laughs> in Canada? <laughs> um, Vancouver. In Vancouver, nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Where are you from? Um, sort of near Kelowna in a small town. Kelowna? No one knows where it is. It's called Sigma. I've been News. to Kelowna. Have you? Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, outside yeah. of Kelowna. Yeah. My parents okay. actually live outside of outside of <laughs> there. So it's oh, just buzzing. on the, okay. the side of a highway and um, there's only a pub there and that's it. <laughs> 500 people, I think yeah. it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a I'm a long town. way from home. Yeah. <laughs> I love Canada. Nice. I miss it. I'd love to go back and... Um, mm. I bet it's just the winter just drags on a little bit too much. That's the only problem. Yeah, but for sure. I, I miss it too. 
yeah. and the people there are so friendly. It's it's ridiculous. <laughs> that's probably one of those times where you look back, like you said, you were sleeping on cardboard boxes, but you're recording music. Like even though you were struggling, you probably loved it, right? Oh yeah, it did not. It didn't. Other than with the addiction, it didn't feel like a struggle. Like yeah, I was yeah. that's for right. once in my life doing what I wanted to do. Yeah, and that was like unreal. But it was also, I think that's why I went into the addiction was because you spend your whole life structured. They, you know, in school they tell you when to eat, they tell you when to pee, they tell you when to speak, and so you go your whole life basically going off of someone else's script. Yeah. They tell you, like, you don't really need to have too much independent thought. You know what you're going to do the whole week. And then to go from that my entire life to, like, no structure whatsoever, <laughs> kind of all over the place, it's, it's a real freeing but also confusing time. Yeah. Um, so I look back in it and I was like, yeah, it was it was beautiful. And I really loved my time, but I was also still quite lost for, and- for a while. Yeah. And that was like mostly smoking too much weed, you said? Like, yeah, I think 24. Was like, yeah, 24 7, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just, and- I already was addicted. And then I went there and it was like, wait, it's like a hundred bucks for an ounce. Like, this is ridiculous. It's so then, good. Yeah. <laughs> just got worse yeah. and worse. But, and then yeah, after think- that, you came back to New Zealand and that's when you sort of, focused on the music, ditched mm. the weed, had a bit of an awakening. Yeah, yeah. So it was like four to six months before I started feeling normal again because I had um, cannabis-induced psychosis. Yeah, right. Which uh, your your mind kind of just like slips away from reality for a second. And yeah. then after that, I had derealization. So I kind of felt like I was a bit detached from reality for a while. So. Actually, so sorry, make, what's derealization? Um, derealization is, from my understanding, it's almost like a self-defense mechanism that your mind does when things, like a lot of people who have been through trauma in their childhood and stuff like that have been through derealization as well. And it's your mind's way of detaching from reality to protect itself. Oh, yeah. Um, so nothing really, it's like, the best way I can explain it is either you're permanently stuck in like a minor trip or you're not sure if you're dreaming or not. Wow. Like it's, that like sounds it's really scary. Like it wasn't fun. No. I'll tell you that. But, but meditation and taking care of my body helped a lot. Um, so, so that's that how process. you got yourself out of it, just by just doing it all yourself, like meditating, being present, yeah, exercising. Yeah. It took a it took a while and and it never really fully goes away. You just learn how to deal with it, I think. And like it just pops up so rarely. Like even now talking about it, talking about it for me, like brings it on a little bit. Um, but it's just like, oh no, nah, it's, it's it's not uncomfortable for me anymore. It's just like, oh, that's happening. Like it's, yeah. I, I'm I'm like I've got a foundation of understanding for it. And I think yeah. it actually triggered a lot of my spiritual path as well because I had to make sense of how it, like, why is it even possible for me to feel this way? And uh, it made me understand the connection between mind, body, and soul and things like that. So it was actually a huge blessing in disguise. Yeah, I was going to say, would you change any of it now or are you happy that everything happened the way it did? Absolutely not. I think 
as weird as it sounds, the tough times are almost the best times because it forces you to grow. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. So Loki glad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's yeah. a I think it's a sick story. Yeah. Um Thank we you. love your music and we think the way you're just hustling and going about things, like we know that you're gonna get huge and we're yeah. really grateful that you came on our podcast as yeah. the first guest. Yeah, selfishly. Um, I'm, I'm 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 so grateful that you had me on. This is an awesome experience for me too. Apart from um, like all the music you're putting out, are you doing live shows as well? Yeah, so we've actually got a live show coming up in a couple of weeks and I've done a few in the past, but um, COVID's pretty weird here in New Zealand. We're still under a lot of restrictions, unfortunately. But we, I've always struggled to book gigs. So we, me and Shane just put events on ourselves and we're probably going to do like three or four of those this year at the minimum so i'll definitely be gigging and uh hopefully get some new fans <laughs> well so is it still is it just like limited numbers at shows in new zealand or yes yeah, it's, it's weird we it's like a hundred cap and you have to be seated at the moment Fuck. yeah right which kind of oh. sucks when you're trying to pump up the know, crowd <laughs> exactly um i had one gig actually um recently it was about a month month ago something like that and uh, it was completely seated so I had to like adjust my entire set to that sort of environment, and I, I think it went pretty well. So, oh, that's um, good. Yeah, I've got some chill stuff. I don't know if you guys have heard "Down" and um, like my more jazzy songs, but yeah, I yeah, really I think really... we've listened to all your stuff at this stage. Yeah. Really, <laughs> sort of binge. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we always have music amazing. on, so yeah, I think we've we've pretty much listened to everything. <laughs> That's crazy because there's a lot out there as well. So, so oh, yeah. that is a lot. <laughs> we go to your YouTube channel and it just plays yeah. whatever it decides to play. So, <laughs> have you thought about doing any like, um, like behind the scenes, like vlogging sort of style yeah. shit? We've got one vlog that we've done and we've actually recorded a, a bunch this year, but it's just editing it is like a whole human being that we don't quite have yet. Yeah. Because um, yeah. I've got, I've got a videographer on board, but He's focused on music videos and creating ads and visualizers and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's just, I'm sure, you know, vlogging, you have so much footage to go through. Yeah. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's just, that's just, we might need another person for that. I'm not sure. Yeah. But, Maybe in the future. Yeah, yeah. No doubt. I think if you did, it'd be cool. Cause I think people, what we've learned from it is people just love seeing like the real version of people yeah. and um mm. even though it's not perfect yeah, yeah they just makes resonate a bit more relatable and yeah understanding you a bit more as a person i think that's another advantage you have to not being a signed artist and being mm. like you know you're a real person and people can actually relate to the message you're trying to get across but um you're already doing a great job of that <laughs> oh thank you i definitely do think there's ways i can get my personality across outside of just in the songs that will help the fans feel like they know me a little more. Um, Yeah. But yeah, just got to figure it out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I think we've got a bit of a time limit here, mate. So yeah, we're probably going to have to start wrapping it up. But um, like we said, thanks heaps for coming on. Um, Thank you. As soon as I text you, you wrote back and said, I'd love to do it. So we really appreciate that, man. Yeah. And yeah. um, honestly, I really appreciate all the support that you guys have been showing the music is amazing to, to resonate with another 
couple creators in in this way it's the first time it's happened for us so this yeah. is amazing awesome. awesome keep up the good work man and um is there anything you want to plug obviously your youtube channel and instagram yeah and that. this everything's under eliezer which is e-l-i-e-z-e-r yep. if you like good music listen to us on spotify youtube apple music or whatever you use you know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Cool. Thank you so much for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks again. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. We really hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to watch the video version of the interview, you can check it out now on the Escape Society podcast YouTube channel. And as always, if you enjoyed the show, please remember to rate and review and subscribe to our channel. Trials and tribulations I'm facing have a message. I know that the moment I'm over them is when I get it. So now I try focus on approaching them with acceptance. Everything's happening for a reason and everything can change in a year like the seasons everything i say i say it'll full of meaning i'm thankful for my angels i'm thankful for my demons I'm-